Steph Thompson, founder of the London Voice Boutique. Welcome to LVB Presents. We're a voiceover agency based in Soho, London, and in this second series, we're going to take you on a little journey behind the scenes with some of our actors. But also, I'm going to take you on a detour and talk to people on the production side of the industry to give you some of the fun stories and advice from the other side. Today I welcome Melzi Bourne and Laura Townsend from the Bourne Consultancy, an independent talent consultancy that helps to match brands with all talent, whether they be A-list celebrities, comedians, sports personalities or voiceovers. Hello both of you. Hello. 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 <laughs> Melzi, you used to run your own voiceover agency, uh, Rabbit, back in the 90s and I think it went on for, well, for about 20 something years. 16. 16. Well, I sold it after 16 years and wow. then it was another, I was there for another couple of years. Amazing. And um, and then you decided to go client side. And, and basically, the sort of the same time that I set up London Voice Boutique 10 years ago, you decided to go and set up the Bourne Consultancy. Yeah, we swapped places. We did. So I, you became my client, which was weird, having worked together for ages. And Laura, you started out in the world of PR, influencers and celebs yeah. before joining the Bourne Consultancy. And you've been there about three years, I think, haven't you? Yes, and I joined just at the end of the pandemic, I think, in Mar May, March 2021, Gosh. I believe. Yeah. yeah, you were actually able to see each other at that time, were you? No, I don't think we were. I think I joined on Zoom. Oh my gosh. And then we could kind of socially distance meet, I think. But we do most of it on Zoom anyway. Yeah. Oh, do you? Yeah, yeah. We, we all work from home. Really. Okay. And so you're, you're one of the top voiceover casters for the Bourne Consultancy as well, aren't you? So... So between you, you work quite closely with us yes. on the voiceover Absolutely, cast briefs. Yeah. And obviously all the other agents. She just took to it. She's brilliant. I love it. So, well, firstly, I wanted to say welcome. And then um, kind of what have you been up to recently? Because obviously it's been it's been quite a difficult year last year, I think, for a lot of people. But you, you stayed busy and you've worked on some quite large campaigns. So can you tell us about anything that's been out there? I know you can't if it's NDA. <laughs> I mean, everything's NDA. That's right. the problem, isn't it? So it's um, we had a really bad start to the year last year. I think most people did. Yeah, I mean, it was did. quite shocking. Yeah. Um, I mean, I don't think we'd sent, I don't think we invoiced anything until April, and we were yeah. all in a bit of a panic. But then it sort of picked up. Yeah. We had a good end of the year. I think that's happened to a lot of people, yeah. from what I've heard. So. So, but have you, what were some of your highlights last year, would you say, or can you? Um, we were casting Virgin Media for most mm, of last year, weren't we? We were trying to find the, the voice of Virgin Media yes. and that went on and on and on. It was, a, it was a regional voice brief with a sort of unique distinctive sound as most of our voice briefs yes. are. Um, and we, we, yeah, we did about six months of that. Yeah, and it, it was, was, a, it, was pff, it was difficult, wasn't back it? Back and forth, wasn't it? Yeah, a long time. Yeah. yeah, and we did all the agents, and then we had to. We went via regional radio stations. We went to the drama schools. Wow. We went through um, all the. Um, we did all the stand-up um, comedians, and we looked at spoken word. I mean, we literally yeah. went everywhere trying to find something with a different sound. And and can I ask because I, we didn't get it obviously, so it's not it's fine, but. Where did you end up? Did you end up with an actor? Or we did you ended end up, up with an someone? actor, but we're not allowed to talk about who Fine. ended up with it. Is it out it, in the... It's out, out in... and he sounds fabulous. And yeah, it was a, it was a really good ending, basically. Oh, good. But it's a shame because we can't talk about who mm. it is. So. Okay. How exciting, though. To, I mean, that's yeah, it was a good, thing. It was a good when you get a good, chunky voice. I know you've had to go... That is quite interesting when you have to go and find outside of the voiceover world, the actor's world, the presenter's world, and 
and then kind of really look dig, dig deep for those we, people. We love doing that. We Do love you? it because it's great because you. what's also really interesting is when you send a, a brief out to agents, some agents are amazing and they will send back three or four suggestions and they will direct you to what is the correct read on yes. either the showreel or on the actor's page yep. and that is really helpful. Yeah. Other agents will send you 25 voices right. mm. and there will be no guidance as to which commercial we should listen to or, or you know, what sort of read is, is the right one on the show. And, and it can be quite frustrating, can't it? Also, sometimes they um, will send it back within one second of us sending the brief. Right. So you want, Yeah, you wonder <laughs> you know, how much thought's gone into oh, this, yeah. you know, and whether they've got their same favourites that they send all the time. Right. Um, but also, when once you've done... What we also then do is we'll go through an agency's list as well. Yeah. Because often we won't. So so not only will we accept their suggestions, but you will we will out. then fine tooth comb through the whole of the agency okay. just to make sure we haven't missed anything. Mm. Um, we also we know people's lists quite well, so we often have people in mind when we're sending the brief out, hoping that they'll be sent back, and if they're not, then obviously we'll put them up for it. Yeah. Okay. But then there was a screaming gap really with the. They re the creatives really wanted a different sound. And yeah. this is what we're getting in all our briefs at the moment. Yes. So we were trying to sort of think outside the box, weren't we? Yeah, it's also so nice when you go outside of the box or the usual, mm. um, going natural. They, they sound so much more. They're not reading a script as they sometimes are in the showreels on, on agent websites. So it's so it's such a different sound, isn't it? And you're looking out for different things and it's just them having a conversation or them... I don't it's know. the tone of the voice. Yeah. So yeah. you're hearing the tone of the voice rather than being put off by a an overproduced read. Mm. Okay. So I get. So the, we've just had a conversation previously. Uh, I've had with um, Sophia and Sorrel about um, people applying to be voiceovers okay. for um, that are literally like we've had a surgeon phone up and go, "Oh, I'm mm. thinking of pa packing it in. I want to be a voiceover." Or well. the other day, <laughs> I got somebody who does. Um, you know, these telephone centres, these call centres, and they're like, oh, I've been told I've got a lovely voice and I'd like to be a voiceover. So what is the difference? Because my response to all these people is you need to have some training. You have to have some professional training. I'm not saying they have to be actors, but they have to have had some kind of professional vocal training for me to be able to put them up for jobs that are like, you know, I'm, I'm sending them in at 300, 400 quid an hour, depending on what the, who it is. You know, those producers want someone who can deliver. But then... I know that they're always look. You guys are always looking for that person who is a bit outside the box. And have they had training? Are you looking for people on the street? I mean, like, how do we find that balance? It's really hard because I don't know how to answer it sometimes. Because I do know you're looking for a different voice quite regularly. There, I think there are. I think there are certain people who have an ear for it. Yes. I think if you are a musician, if you can sing. You, you know, people need to be able to read a script and they also need to be able to take direction. Yeah. You need to be able to do that end line three times and three times differently, you know, Correct. different intonations, you know. Um, you need... It's really difficult because yeah. I have once a week, I'll get a friend ringing me up saying, can you please... So-and-so's yes. got a really nice voice and you're like, oh, God, the heart sinks. You know, here we go again. <laughs> and it's really hard to say no because, of course, I really, I want to help people. This is, this is you know, we, we need to be able mm. to help and we're really lucky to be working in an industry that is very closed. And yeah. so we're lucky enough to be able to open doors for people. Yeah. I think what I always do with people, um, if they have got a good sound to their voice, because a lot of people don't. So you're like, you know, oh, you sound fabulous, but I'm not sure this is quite going to work. You have to, you know, turn people down politely. Um, I get people to read scripts on their phones and send me. Yeah. So mm -hmm. they'll send in the test recording so you can hear whether they've got it, you know, and then I'll direct them via the phone. 
and then if it's worth it, then I will probably speak to somebody like you or I will go in and work with them. Right. So I, I think I think when you're initially talking to somebody, it's really important to find out if they, you know, do they sing? I think music is a really yeah, big thing. Yeah, I agree. Because um, that'll give you, it means or you've got the ear. spoken word spoken is word. another exactly. really great exactly. way of getting to it. Yeah. yeah. I, I mean, that's people who I've, taken on that aren't just traditional actors are spoken word artists singers comedians comedians exactly they've got yeah. that stand-up delivery performance um and and some presenters although presenters uh, have a different type of training but they're used to working with a mic right in front of them and then yeah. not going to mm. get nervous when you're sat in front of 10 people so those those are sort of people who i see as outside the box but outside of that box that box <laughs> I tend to stay away from it. I shy away from it because I cannot guarantee when they turn up to a voiceover session that they're going to deliver and that reflects badly as, a, as an agent. So how does that, because you obviously feel like you find these people, it's probably, you can say, look, here are some people great and yeah. great voices and not necessarily trained. Then it's a client's decision yeah. as to whether they we want to that. take the risk. Yeah. Yeah. But do they often take that risk or is it actually no reality is you do need someone who can deliver? We rarely find people who aren't rare. sort of in that some sort of public arena, because, of course, if you're looking, you know, they're going to be an influencer. There's there's going to be some. Yes. So used to talking. Yeah. I mean, we're not going to. I mean, we do often use interviews, don't we? Because yeah. a lot of creatives these days don't want a produced showreel. Yes. They, you know, voice, they don't want. And, and this is what we get, which is so frustrating. You must find this so frustrating. Yes. You know, they don't want a showreel. So we often find uh, we have to look for interviews or we have to find something else because they, they just won't accept, you know, us. We, we can't submit showreels, can we, at all That's sometimes. Crazy, yeah, it is crazy. It? It's really crazy. You've been fine. I kind of get it though when if they're asking for someone that's and also some people who are listening to the reels don't understand that it's kind of put on and it's not their natural voice sometimes. Oh my god, it's so infuriating. I mean, how long we you know creatives work in advertising? Yeah. They, they do know as well sometimes yeah. that you know just direct them. Yeah, you've got to direct them. Well, they're to get performers, and so yeah. therefore you know what you hear there. As long as you like the tone or the style of their voice, then you're going to be able to perform them in a different direction. Yeah. They're actors. That's why I feel strongly that they have to have had some training of some kind so that they can take their voice in a different direction. I think with what you're saying about the natural delivery, that's really interesting because we've had this conversation for yes. years about um, a more natural delivery, and that's why I got everyone on my book to start doing what I call off the record, where it's just as if they're sitting in a in a coffee shop, having a coffee with someone, and it's a really natural delivery mm. conversation. But I know a lot of other agents do that too. I'm not saying this is not you about... You were the first. Okay. You were the first. You were really, really clever. When you did your website, I remember being so impressed by it because you were the first person that stepped away from the showreel. Yeah. You know, showreels used to be six or seven uh, clips of commercials, you know, quick, 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 fast clips that would show that you, the talent had different reads and that they were versatile. And you were very clever because what you did, so, sorry, going back, that was really difficult to be casting from yes. because if you hadn't been directed to the exact time, the exact clip that we, you're supposed to be listening to, you can get lost in that. Yeah. And if I'm being really honest, when you're listening to 100 plus voices yeah. for a casting, you listen to the first 10 seconds. Mm. You really do. I so think that five. first clip, yeah. Yeah. probably five. It, it's, it's so important. It's that quick. But you were so clever because you separated 
all of the commercials, you had a description by each and every one of them, and you had your off the record read. Yeah. And and it made a really big difference to us. Helpful. Yeah, really oh, helpful. Well, that's People have followed suit since, but I mean, I think you were the first person to do mm. that. Well, that's, that, well I so think that time. comes from having been on your side of the job. And I understand that, you know, if you're presenting to a creative team or a creative director, you've literally got two minutes with them. So yeah. you want to go straight to that, that spot. Um, but I know, obviously, loads of this, you know, I'm not here to say, aren't I great or anything? It's really like, I know a lot of agents are amazing and, and a lot of them do the same. But that's very kind of you to say. Okay, so with that in mind, um, so what what made you want to change from being? I mean, you know, maybe you just wanted a change in your life, but what what made you change from going from voiceover agent to voiceover? Casting? I think you know, Director. I think as an agent, every day is very similar. Yes, you have different briefs in, but you know, it's you're casting from the same pool of talent. And at Rabbit, we had oh my god, I was so lucky. We had some amazing, you had amazing an talent. List. Yeah, and we also we had all the DJs and all the presenters, and you know, we it was it, we, we were very lucky. We we did clean up quite a bit um, when I first set up. We were very mm, very lucky because did. we well, we had all the people that were in your sitting room on a Saturday night, didn't we? So that's who people seem to want yes. to advertise their products. Yes. Um, I needed a change, Steph. Yeah, no, fair it enough. Was, it I was just wondered. nearly twenty years, yeah. you know, and it was just I needed a change. Yeah, fair um, enough. And and also when I sold the company, I I left after a couple of years, and then people started asking me to help and do things, and I suddenly organically realised that actually, you know, yeah. you can flip this. Yeah, and so I did. Yeah, and it's been you know, and it's been really. I love it. Yeah, I love it. Every every day is completely different. You've no idea what's around the corner. We can really get our teeth into things, can't yeah. we? Yeah, yeah. And you've you got know. such a great team, so it's really yeah, nice really when you've got really good people around you. Um, they're all passionate about the voiceover side of things and acting, because I know it's not just voiceover. We do on you camera do, as well. Yeah, yeah, exactly. We do. do big personalities and all. But sorts. you know, the voice. I mean, Izzy, my business partner, my RMD. She, I mean, her background is on camera, and mine is voiceovers, which is why we complement each yeah. other. Um, Dream team. And it's our 10 year anniversary this year as well. Yeah, yes. yes. Same as me. Yeah, I know. <laughs> I mean, how did that happen? I don't know. But I incredible. Mean, yeah. Incredible. Are you going to do something for it? Yeah, I think we are. We must. Well, yeah. come on, Rabbit, we're always famous for our parties. You had the best parties. Yeah, we I remember did. your five year party and it was something else. <laughs> Yeah, those days are over though. No, that's no. <laughs> what you're talking about. We can sell party like the rest of them, just not so often, you know. Just right, well, I'm coming to your party. Yeah. <laughs> um, okay, so how do you go about casting voices for your clients? Like when you get that brief in, obviously not every everything is going to be different, and some of them might be off show reels and some of them might not be. But you know, what's the first thing you guys do? Do you just sit down and chat about yeah, it? Or that's yeah, that's exactly what we do. Yeah. We sit down, we chat about it, we work out the way to proceed, don't we? Yeah, we kind of treat every brief as if it's the first brief we've ever got, don't we? Um, yeah. And yeah, it completely depends because some of them are so different, so varied, but I think the process is kind of similar each time, yeah. do you say? It is, it, it really depends. I mean. The problem we've got is at the mo is recently we've had the same brief that comes in all the time, mm. which is for a unique, distinctive, standout, <laughs> you know, stop you in your tracks voice. Yeah. But it's got to be it's like Garrison Keillor for for Honda yes. and and um, Rutger Hoyer for Lurpak. It's those voices that become synonymous with a brand. Yeah. And that's what every brand is looking for. And it's every creative brief, and it, and it really is almost every creative brief. Yeah. So it's quite hard because, you know, we've done it a hundred times over. And we know that there isn't, you know, there isn't really a huge amount left no. that, that can mm. be cast for a brand voice. So we have, you know, we've done all that. We look at all the drama schools. 
we're, we're constantly looking. Our, our ears are constantly open. Yeah. I went to see something recently um, in the West End and the lead actor had this really different voice. So I was immediately on to the theatre to see if we could get, you know, how we could get to him. So, yeah, it's... We did one recently for, I don't know if I can say the band name, but um, they wanted a, a really strong American kind of coaching voice, if that makes oh, sense. Okay. Really authoritative, really, you want to stop and listen to them when they speak. So we went via, we rang American basketball teams, we oh. rang American air forces. We were in the army bases, didn't army we? Army bases. <laughs> yeah, we, yeah, were we know why we you did that, Melzi. <laughs> We did all, yeah. the, all the we were ringing all the sort of London basketball teams going and it was American as it well. Was American, was like, yeah. American coach, but you know, it was wow. it was so random. Mm. And then we were speaking to the States um as well. But yeah, it's like every that was an interesting one. It yeah. was interesting. And did you get it? your yeah. did you get your person in the yeah, end? Yeah, we did. I can't remember who did it in the end. I was, can't remember either. But yeah, no, we did. We Amazing. absolutely did. Yeah. Mm. I mean that's what I love about it is when you do I do like to think outside the box. I just as an agent, I'm going to be careful who I take on because I have had had footballers come to me and I've had other sort of, you know, and you're kind of like, yeah, interesting, especially if they've had some presenting background. Yeah. I've done reels with them and actually they've worked out really well. But it is, um, it's it's a it's a gamble and yeah. it's, it's quite, mm. it's different when it's from you guys taking that gamble because you can literally say to the client, look, here we go, good luck. Yeah, this good luck, you've got, you've got a direct You know, one. yeah, and they will take that chance. But as an agent, I can't do that. So I think it's quite interesting actually having this conversation. It has really helped. It's also, I found, I mean, when we had all the DJs and presenters at Rabbit, you know, they come in, a voiceover artist will come in and they will read a script, uh, sort of how, how a creative would expect it to be read and they will take direction. Whereas we used to have all these presenters and they would come in and they would do this yeah. circular talking mm, and they yeah. would go round and round in circles and you'd have to try and literally almost take it line by line to, to sort of to break strip that. it back. Yeah. So that was, I always found really hard. That was, yes. I mean, I think you do the same, but you have to work with each and every person you take on yeah. before you have the the confidence to put them out, send them out to yeah. the world, really, yeah. to know that they can take the direction. Yeah, nice. The thing that, that really surprised me, I guess, when I first started was how quickly the voiceover industry, everything turns around so quickly. Yes. We'll get a brief and they'll be like, we want to record tomorrow and we want it to go live in a week. And it's so different on camera because you have I know. months. Yeah. I kind Hopefully. of like that. I was saying that with Sophia today. And it's really funny because literally just before you arrived, I had someone phone me up going, are they free in half an hour? Because mm. it's an ongoing job, but like he lives in the Midlands. He happens to be doing a show this afternoon in town. So, so he, he is free and he is going to be here wow. later on. But you know, it's just like, um, yeah. <laughs> I don't know, let me it's find out. I kind of like that though. I do like a fast turnaround. I think that's why I liked advertising for so long because you got a script, but you knew within two to three months that would be on air. And having worked on films and stuff previously, that can take two, three, five years to get on air. And you're like, yeah, that's that's a really <laughs> long process. I've got, I think I've got attention deficit. I certainly can't last that long. So is there anything you're particularly proud of or anything, any of the funny stories that you can share with us or are you not allowed to? I think, I mean, the, 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 the most exciting job, when I'd first set up and I was literally working sort of at my desk at home and it was just me, I was working with Danny Stewart, who is just one of the nicest women in advertising. Yeah. And she was the head of TV at Widens. And it was, uh, we cast John Goodman for Three Mobile. Yes. And that was really exciting for me. My chat was back up for you. Who was the David chap? Callahan? Who yes, was the backup? Yes, yes, he did the test. Absolutely. Yes, yes. But John, we got, no, we got, and when John agreed to do it, 
Um, that for me, because because the Bourne consultancy was really new, that was really yeah. exciting. And then he was so good. He was amazing. Yeah. And there was no issue with him. You know, he was really happy to come in for pickups. And yeah. it, you know, the agent was really easy. So that was really nice. Yeah. Um, in fact, when I said to my actor, I'm sorry, you didn't get it, but John Goodman did. He went, I'm going to take that. <laughs> yeah, exactly. That's fine. Exactly. Exactly. <laughs> he was more than happy to stand down on that yeah. one. No, that was really exciting. I remember that. Um, um, Tuppence Middleton, didn't you do? Oh as well? yeah, Uniqlo. I did. Yeah. A work, I was working with Droga Five New York, and they they wanted. Um, it was a sort of it was that throwaway voice in the head. You know, the sort of voice of conscience. Yeah. And and we had so many people test for it, and then she did this test, and they were all a bit. You know, when you sort of when you're casting something, but you're not nailing it. Yes. And you start thinking, oh my god, oh my god, oh my god. And then I remember hearing her read because her agent really kindly let us let her do a asked us to do a test read and it was that feeling in the pit of your stomach oh. when you're like yes and then sending it over and then hearing her and then getting her in and have the final read was amazing oh fantastic yeah, she was really good i do i love it i love that yeah. process i get but really that excited feeling, isn't it? yeah you know, i always when i think it's that it's the intuit it's the intuition it's that feeling of like oh this is the one this is the yeah. one and then yeah and then yeah. When just they hope that everyone else on the, yeah. the line agrees <laughs> with you the that's exactly. the problem yeah there's quite I a lot of doing the, the spoken word ones i feel like i get lost in all of the mm. submissions and i just listen to them for hours and wow. hours and hours it takes me so long just because I think it's so powerful. and yeah. There's so much amazing. talent in that arena yeah. as well. There's so much untapped talent in the spoken word arena. Yeah. There really mm. is. Yeah, There's good people out there. We do, do you do any animation or is that... We do. I did, I mean... So commercial The animation. last one we did was a film for a China, um, a company based in Hong Kong. And it was, we cast Sean Bean, Gemma Arterton. It was an amazing cast. Oh, wow. Where did it go? Uh, I haven't mm. seen it. Oh. You know, I mean, they must have cost them an absolute fortune. And they made it all. And they, they just well, I mean, I don't it. know. I mean, they recorded it all. Wow. Paid the actors. Yeah. Oh, so who knows? That was the work. last one we you did. Know. Okay. So what, I mean, you may have answered this already, but what do you look for when casting a voiceover? And and do you have any advice for actors or producers? Really, it's kind of I get asked this all the time, so I'm kind of dumping this one on you um, and seeing if you can help me. You know, how can we help? people with be, that casting be natural in your first first commercial the first read that you're going to have on your page be yourself be the best. your natural accent yeah. just be talking don't be reading don't be trying too hard just be you yeah, yeah conversational like you're sitting in a pub having yes. a pint chatting to exactly. your mate don't don't just don't put any effort into it yeah. be almost lackadaisical about it like you know hey just chat because that's what we want to hear. And if you have got a USP with your voice, if you do have a husk or something slightly different, a lisp or you can't pronounce your R's, that is brilliant. That's yeah. what we're looking for. So make the most of it. Okay, brilliant. Um, and make sure you have that as in your initial, in your first read. If you can do all the accents, that's brilliant, but we don't want to hear it first unless we're looking for regional. And you need, you've got, if you're going to do regional, you've got to be. Nailing born it. and bred yeah because yeah, yeah. if you're not someone's going to point it out <laughs> absolutely you know, someone in that in that part of the world authenticity well, not... is so important yeah. these days right i yeah. think also bear in mind that we are listening and the producers also probably are listening to a lot of reels yes or a lot of suggestions so as you said earlier we only listen to about the first five ten seconds yeah so make those Counts. that first bit 
and also, stand out. As an agent, please take time just to tell us what to listen to. Yeah. Don't just send mm. us. You know, there's there's an agency that that just send us literally. There's not even a gap between the links. It's like link, 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 wow. link. And there's about twenty of them. And you open the email, and it's so overwhelming. Your heart just sings. It really sings. After listening to loads and loads as well, yeah. and so they get the email through. Yeah. Loads more, and you're just like, oh, oh god. Yes. And there's no guidance <laughs> on it either. And also. Keep them on brief because the minute they're not on brief, I'm not going to listen to anything else I underneath totally it. I totally agree. You're not, you're not putting any effort into I it. I totally agree. The amount of times we say male voice and we get loads of female yeah, suggestions. Really? It's like, read the brief. Yeah. <laughs> I think, I think. well, having been a producer, I remember that very much. But I would rather, I, I'm sure a lot of our agents out there are doing the same, but I'd rather send two voices mm. if they are the correct exactly. style than have 10 voices yep. that are not because that just cheeses you off. We sometimes just, say that, don't we? Can you just send us your, yeah. your top three? It's hard yeah. though when you do that. It's is hard it? because yeah, I find that quite hard. I'd say top five or something. Because okay. Sometimes okay. if it is a brief where there is comedy or something, it's like, oh, who are the top three? Okay. And and yeah. actually that's quite difficult. That's kind of I think you just need to say your 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 absolute best that fit this brief because actually some agents will have 10 fantastic comedians and to choose three is or whatever then, the brief is it depends on the brief i think but it is hard when people do that i find that really hard but i think right? with somebody like yourself i mean you could always put these your top three but i'd actually i mean i would always listen well, if you were adding in more i, I always, always give you a wild card don't i are you yeah. say we love our wild cards i know this isn't so... quite what your brief is but i think this one would really work and but then we it's like always the always shove in wild cards we always yeah. do our left field suggestions and it is so exciting when they get picked isn't it it's like yeah we, yeah you know I love it. yeah i do, do it's that. great i think it's also fun. when some agents reply and they just say sorry don't think i've got the right one for this one that's so refreshing yeah, that's isn't so it? refreshing rather than just sending everyone on their list yes exactly it's so nice, isn't it here's someone but i mean i had that yesterday where they were asking for like a teenage something um i did not have what they were it was so specific I, for me, I, it hurts to write back and go, I'm really yeah, sorry, but we don't have this, but we have this as an age 30 year old. But you know that the whole brief is very much mm. a 16 year old is what they wanted. It hurt, but I did, because there's no point in just, yeah. well, it just pisses you guys off, doesn't it, at the end of the day, so. I'm going to have every 16-year-old on my books right now. go, what did you do? I'll explain to them secretly, separately. Um, okay, so on a more general note, I've kind of grilled you now on the basic casting, but on a more general note, I ask everybody on the podcast, who would you most like to direct in a voiceover booth? And it could be anyone, whether you've done it or not already, who would it be? I am going to have to say Danny DeVito. <gasps> oh, really? Incredible. I've been re-watching the It's Always Sunny yeah series and i'm just obsessed with him i think he'd be amazing i bet he'd be so much fun yeah so much fun he's yeah. got such a, a range of talent yeah, yeah i just think he'd be a good one um good judy dench i think she's oh. my idol we cast her in money supermarket and i got to go to the shoot Did and you? she was literally I, I mean it was like it was a bit of a dream come true i felt like i was 13 <laughs> and i was just sitting and then we got to meet her and she was so kind and so humble and so beautiful Isn't she and amazing? i just think she's a pro yeah and when you work with a pro i i was lucky enough to direct reese ifan's um voice reel when he was with us at rabbit and and i remember sitting in there and it was like right just do a you know just do a test for level and i was like did you take that one did you get yeah that? yeah and he literally i don't think i even Nailed said one it. word of direction he was just <laughs> incredible that. and that voice so i think judy dench yeah i think yeah. she'd be my 
I was just obsessed. There aren't that many people that I am sort of in awe of, but mm. I think if I met Julie, I'd be a bit like, yeah, I, I was tongue tied. It was, it was that sort of thing, you know, and you're, you're like, you wait for a moment and you're like, <laughs> <laughs> oh, I couldn't get my words so out, annoying. you know, going puce, stumbling, <laughs> pathetic. Yeah, she's amazing. Excellent. Okay, have you, okay, well, you may not be able to answer this, but what is the most unusual casting brief you've ever given to a voiceover in a, in a studio or that you've had as a brief? Like, um, what's your most unusual? One? I had such a weird one. Anne Summers. Yeah. Talking sex pillow. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. <laughs> We cast a talking sex pillow, and and the chap that voiced it was was oh, he was bloke? the lead in oh yeah, and he was the lead in quite a sort of big, it was quite a sexy sort of um, soapy drama at the time, um, yeah that was an interesting one. Done a talking bus stop. That's so. And we've funny. we've had really random breeze, but that's the one that's that's the one that sticks yeah. in my mind. It was like wow, wow. <laughs> I would totally have gone for a female as well for that. No, they wanted a man. Brilliant. I think well, it's yeah, they think wanted a man. Love it. That was an interesting. Have you one, had one, Laura, that you're thinking? I don't know. I'm thinking of one of yours that you told me, where one an actor had to appear like he was drunk. Oh so yeah, they had to, they fed him with they yeah. they literally um they brought in a, a can of I mean they literally brought in a case of lager and he was made to drink 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 wow. drink. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> oh, he was okay with that. I yeah, I was very happy with it. <laughs> Assistant down to the ground. They, they cast well, did they? Yeah, yeah they did. They cast oh, no, very well. Another another beer. Very very well. <laughs> was oh, it the nineties by any it chance? Was the 90s. I was going to say it had to be in the nineties. I don't think you could get away with that now. Okay, final question for you, ladies. It's five o'clock on a Friday night, and you've finished recording a session. Where do you go out in Soho? Don't say you're going home. I want to know, what did okay. you do in okay. the okay. 90s well, can we, okay. can we go home? back to the yeah. 90s? Yeah. Well, I mean, we got it. Rabbit, we always took our um, Friday afternoons. We, we were quite famous for our Friday afternoons. We would take the bookings diary, which in those days was this massive yeah. diary. And we'd go to the Endurance on Berwick Street. Mm. And all our actors knew we were there. And a lot of producers knew we were there. And so Friday night would just, just continue. And it was brilliant because there was loads. Of, there was always loads of actors in there. It was a really good place to socialise. Yeah, it was amazing, wasn't it? Billy, That's Billy, so who, whose pub it was. I mean, he was just such a legend. I mean, it was, it was a good, it was, it was a good place good to pub. be, wasn't it? Such I mean, those days pub. were fun. We'd probably yeah. have been up since Wednesday anyway. <laughs> <laughs> you, Melzy, <laughs> maybe. <laughs> the good days. What about you, Laura? Are there any little um, secret places you go to? I don't know about secret. I love like an old man's pub. Yes. Um, like the John Snow. Is yeah, a favourite. Classic. Blue Post. Um, Blue Post, yeah. I love it. I don't know why I love it so much. It just so, it feels so like London and yeah. and homely and cosy. There are some good ones around Soho still. And they haven't yeah, changed. Yeah, they haven't changed yet, yet have no. they? No, there's still a few good ones. Oh, no, the 90s were brilliant, weren't they? God, it was fun. Good. I mean, it was really fun. <laughs> I actually feel quite sorry for sort of your generation coming into mm. this industry because we did have a blast. Yeah, there, we were there was so money. Lucky. There was a lot of yeah. money. There well, it was wine and dining. Yeah. It really was. And it was like, Probably. you know, sort of who can who can up the ante? Where can we go next? Yes. What, you know, Gosh. it was great. Do you find it more competitive stores. now? I just feel that people don't have the time for lunch anymore. People okay. don't have the, they don't really want to. take it more seriously now, do you think? I just think that you don't have the the same numbers of people working in agencies. The agencies are smaller. Mm, I think budgets yeah. have come down. People don't just have that free flowing cash. Add it to my job number. Just put it on the job number. I mean, that was yeah. that was the phrase. Just add it to my job. Everything is literally itemised now. I mean, yeah. they all didn't the have cost controlling in those. Days. Do you remember <laughs> all the producers in the taxis? Yes. I mean, everyone was like, it was six in the morning. Oh, don't worry, we'll just we'll, we'll get a taxi. Yes. We'll just put you know. 
it's just like it was money there was money yeah. and mm. but off the back of that you got some amazing commercials and you got you know you had you know some fantastic work it mm. wasn't like yeah, all yeah, that yeah. was done there was some brilliant oh, no, creative absolutely. minds getting together yeah. in a pub and coming up with some absolute classics so yeah, yes, we did I still work. Doesn't sound like we did. We did. No, we did do a lot of work. We really did. We just partied harder than we do now. <laughs> so they were good times. Anyway, they were great times. thank you so much for coming in. I think that's been Pleasure. really thank interesting you. and a real little trip down memory lane. Pleasure. Um, but some really helpful tips, I think, there. And I think, you know, to think outside the box, but within reason, when I next get somebody telling me, why won't I take them on? Because they've got a lovely voice. So their <laughs> mum told them. Anyway, <laughs> so frustrating. All right, well, thanks very much, ladies. Thank you for um, having us, Steph. Hopefully, see you soon. Honor. Thank oh, you. Pleasure. Thank you very much. And that's it for the show. Hope you liked it. And if you did, please rate and review the show wherever you get your podcasts. LVV Presents was presented by me, Steph Thompson, and produced by Mike Hansen for Pop People Productions and recorded by Sean Dios at Jungle Studios in Soho, London. See you next time. Pod People.